the erotic feminine it's like a feminine alive with life force you know life force that happens to be cultivated from her sex yes but that doesn't mean that she's just about sex it's like she's she is a woman fully in her energy so obviously she becomes magnetic she is turned on she is desirable she has desires from that place because she's an alive woman just talking about just how these sort of different archetypes of the feminine come in waves when they wake up in similar time periods and we're saying how the sacred slut is having a moment right now and why why is this aspect of femininity coming back to the collective consciousness or the feminine consciousness at this time yeah it's such a good question and instantly what makes me think about the why is that we're seeing so many women step up into places of leadership and into claiming and owning money through eros and through intentional intentionally using their bodies so if we think of like the slut and how much conditioning that we've had in even just in regards to like that word like it's quite a a heavy loaded word so you know in the one instance there's this huge reclamation of even just what that word means and even just to be able to say it for ourselves but behind that I feel like there's even more of a driver of like women who are really ready to reveal all of themselves to the world and that to me is what one of the main flavors and gifts of the slut is it's like literally opening her legs wide and is like this is who I am like this is my sex this is my power this is my eros my life force and I am here to walk down the road down the street you know to stand on the street corner metaphorically and be in my power and standing in that power also understanding what she's worth And that's kind of why I feel she's having a moment right now because so many women are waking up to their own erotic power, but also, as I mentioned, like understanding that they are worthy of earning what they want. And obviously Eros isn't just sex. It's not sexual energy. It's life force energy. So it's like we're really understanding how to be in that energy and channel that energy outward and for me the slut is a very outward energy you know very different to the seductress which is an inward like a pulling inward energy the slut is very outward she's very overt and I think this is why she's having a moment because we've been taught to be so shy so meek the good girl that now you know pre the slut I feel like the wild woman was having her moment And now the wild woman is, you know, she's still very much in the four 
having you know in the conversations but now I think we're kind of moving on to a different expression of the feminine and that is the sluts like the, the wild woman is almost like given us the permission to be fearless and in that embodiment we're now able to tap into the slut and more of our erotic power because we say we feel safe because of the embodiment of our wild woman she's like for me when I feel into my wild woman it's like that that loving protective like fierce energy that's like no bullshit unapologetic and so when we feel that we've embodied and um really had a taste of our wild woman the slut becomes more possible that's what feels true for me anyway how would you say the flavors between the wild woman and the slut like the way they express themselves how would you say they differ wild woman for me is she really brings us back to our our core nature you know like the feral feminine the the mm -hmm. that aspect that is completely untamed completely undomesticated that is like so raw and so real for me that differs to the slut is it's it's a different expression of of that same like fire it's a different expression of the same unapologetic essence um less it's less feral for me like the wild woman is just like you know hands on the earth just at one with with everything around her and for me the wild woman was like the the first archetype I ever met like back in 2015 and she like showed me the fucking ropes like she turned my world upside down so when when I feel into like my initiation with her versus a reconciliation of how the slut felt they feel very different and so I always encourage anyone that I speak to and work with it's like don't take it from me like you have to go through your initiations with these archetypes and energies because I can hand you a workbook or I can you know hold a course on the erotic feminine but ultimately at the end of the day you're the one guiding you, yourself through these processes and these are your archetypes and your expressions of them yes they are collective imprints that we all share but they all manifest differently for each person because we're all so different and like we're able to expand and receive in such different ways and our limitations and our, our bandwidths are very different so it's like okay this is my expression of the slut but how does it feel for you this is my expression or, or my experience of the wild woman but how does she feel for you how does she take you into your wildness how does she you know rattle the bars of your cage like what does your cage feel like so I feel like mm -hmm. it's always so beautiful to bring these experiences into conversations but ultimately be like it doesn't fucking matter what I say like how do you feel about her like how do you feel about these flavors manifesting in yourself because they're so different for all of us and even within our, our our monthly like our lunar cycle and our solar cycle like they can still manifest so differently within the cycles like it's it's wild it's so fascinating it's so so fascinating I love that you said that they can still manifest within our cycle because it feels like for me that every cycle I'm going like into a deeper, different part of my maiden and into my mother. And like every cycle is an opportunity to really own where we're at now in it and meet her at a different, in a different way. 
And so for a woman who's listening and going and, and wanting to explore these different parts of the erotic feminine within herself and the darker feminine, kind of the more edgy parts. And I say edgy, maybe not because they're actually edgy, but edgy because they've been so shamed and silenced in society. So they might feel edgy. But what would that self-initiatory journey be like for her? I would say, and I still say, I always say, just be curious and remove any expectations and let these, let whatever wants to unlock and awaken within you take its sweet time. Because often we just want to like rush to the juicy bits. Like we just want to like rush to the full activations. And, you know, while I very much love and teach on, you know, the dark and the wild, I also understand that these are very like sexy flavors of the of the feminine and actually we need to remember like the innocence and we need to remember like the you know the lighter aspects because there can be such a hunger for these denser darker more exotic kind of flavors that actually we need to make sure that we're really safe and in communication with our inner child and have done a lot of like pre-work before we even go anywhere near those denser, darker expressions, because that's usually how we end up seeing a very distorted, very unhinged kind of expression. And that's how, that's kind of exacerbated why these darker, denser energies have been so shamed because there's such a misunderstanding on what their true essence is. So for the initiation piece, it's like, trust whatever's maybe coming alive and awakening in you and just and go really gentle and really slow rather than rushing, savor, like stay curious, because there's so much we can learn in the subtle. There's so much we can learn in the almost like nothingness. You know, not everything has to be this like big, orgasmic, edgy, shadow worky, ritualistic thing. Like sometimes it can just be like, oh my God, I'm just sitting here with my tea. Feels so good. But you're in like deep, you're in like absolute present moment. It's like, how, what can that teach you? Like, what can that awaken in you? Like, how how much erotic aliveness can you savor from that moment? You know, it doesn't even have to be sexy. Yes, I love that you said that because we are living in this time of massive polarization. So our conditioning is to go from one extreme to the other, from like the virginal, like a maiden that's like stiff and exuberant sex goddess, you know, and like all the flavors in between. And I love that you brought that back to the erotic aliveness when we're drinking tea or just in these very mundane moments of our life because would you say that that's almost a gateway into really being in relationship with these different archetypes yeah because you have more mastery over your whole body your energy body or you know your physical body or everything the more and more you can drop yourself into like and I always say it's like finding magic in the mundane you know like how slow can you go because there's so much that we can experience if we just like open our eyes a little bit wider or 
turn the music down on our brains a little bit more so we can like turn the music up on on you know our inner universe but also like the bird song and you know everything else I think it's just about really slowing down and I understand that that's such a heavy conditioning I was even having a conversation this morning about on doing all of that hustle culture in our own minds and in our own bodies like it's a big piece of work to do so also take a loving dose of compassion like it's not going to happen overnight but making the time every day or at least the conscious in setting the conscious intention of like I'm just going to sit here for a little bit or I'm just going to close my eyes and just feel into something because the more and more we do that we're building like resilience in our body and we're building like a, a more of a capacity to feel and then that's just allowing us to be more turned on in our bodies and then through that place we're able to experience um, and embody I think the truth of the archetypes more easily because we're less up here in the head and we're more like in here in the body yeah and then we're creating and it's not that we're not creating it's not that we're not showing up but we're doing it it's the how that we're doing it the way that we're doing it is from a more flowing in like a true energy a true creative current is running through us so it can be I think really stressful for the feminine to be feel that pressure of the hustle culture and feel that need to create because our, in our heart of hearts we want to create we are creators like we have huge creative energy but then when this whole pressure to come in and do it this certain way this very linear kind of rigid way I feel in myself my feminine goes Oof, it like contracts because it doesn't want to do it that way. And so that's where we can bring in Eros and be like, well, we can still do it, but we're going to do it a whole different way. Mm-hmm. And so can you speak to that a little bit? Like if you've resonated with that or what your what your pathway has been in that sense? Yeah, 100%. We cannot force the feminine. Like those two words do not go together. You know, we need, the feminine needs space like we need um we need room to breathe we need things to have time to like um marinate and sift through and and I'm like moving my body I know I'm like I I feel like I'm in a kind of soup but I think of it as being in this like cauldron that's forever kind of being stirred and it's not just like one and done you know idea in pop idea in and like pop it out straight away like it needs time to kind of you know grow and just take form and also shift through many different versions of itself before it's ready to kind of make ourselves fit into this culture of like box ticking exam taking all these things which are like you know you have to get the answer right you have to do in this amount of time as you said before it creates such a pressure on us and we don't thrive in pressure cooker situations like as i said we need like spaciousness and we need um yeah we need room to breathe and in regards to eros it's like when we act from that place we're just in our minds like we have to be dropped into our bodies and connected to our erotic current and our, and our life force in order to birth anything into this world anything of like substance you know anything of like real depth because everybody can fucking churn out bullshit and I call it the algae you know like there's just so much like surface algae but it's like we want to go deep and we want to like you know fish for the real juicy 
I've, I've like lost this metaphor, but do you know what I mean? Like I want us to go like deep into the ocean and really be with, with the rich current and the aliveness. And it's so easy to just stay surface level and in the mind. And I think there's also a resistance to going really deep. Mm. Um, and I think the feminine kind of sells herself short because we get stuck in like the loops of comparison and perfectionism and, you know, insert whatever your self-sabotage thing is. And that's all because we're living up in the mind. So it's like if we just took the time to be more in the body and connect to our unique voice, to our unique our unique current, to our own timeline, you know, like the way you create will be different to how I create. The way that you come to an idea will be different to the way I come to an idea. But if I just look at you every day and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not doing it like Jacqueline. Oh, my God. I'm going to feel shit about myself and I'm going to start to, like, copy you and I'm going to start to, like, siphon from you. And I think that's something that we also see so much, especially especially with social media, is everybody's so about, like, the trends that I think if everybody just spent a little bit more time in their own bodies and a little bit more time understanding their own erotic current and what really feeds them, what really turns them on and how they connect to their senses and then how that manifests into like an offering or whatever it is. That's the shit that's really hot. Like that's the shit that's really juicy, not the stuff that's like copied and pasted from other people. And I think when I see that, it's this lack of true connection to source, to current, to eros. It's just like a mental process it's a mental regurgitation yeah Yeah. it's too easy but also it can also be really easy when we're connected to true eros because we're connected to it and we could spit a whole thing out in like 20 seconds and it can be just pure from the source straight to straight to it and it's like whoa where did that even come from and it wasn't I didn't effort over it it actually felt joyful to move that through me But when it comes to connecting with our own current, and I know we all have our own ways in that we have to tap into, but it's also helpful for to hear other women's ways in and processes. So for you, is it, you know, to get really down to like the minute details of it or your daily life, your daily practice, is it a certain way that you move your body? Is it a certain song that you put on or a smell or like what really starts turning those energies for you? So I am actually really I'm not consistent with any practice. I don't have any like go-to rituals that I do. I don't know if you are into human design or if the redesign, I'm sure that, you know, you yeah. know about it, but I'm a manifester. So like when I'm in the my creative urge, I'm in it. And when I'm in my rest period, it's like, beep, like flatline. There's nothing there. And I'm like, but where is it? I can do all the things, but I'm just, it's not ready. I'm not feeling it. And what I've really learned to work with that over the last year and a half, then rather than try and squeeze something out and like just to produce something, but really just rest back into the rest period and let myself really fill up and regenerate. Because when I'm on fire, like I'm on fire, I'm in a creative period now and I'm like, I feel so alive with ideas. And it's not even like I have to do anything. I just have to be 
I have to, I have to be, I have to trust myself. I have to be committed to myself. I have to be devoted to my work, which is, I'm so in, in love and obsessed with my work and devoted to my work. Um, that as long as I show up for myself and my mission every day, it's like, beep, 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 beep. Like I can't, I can't stop it coming through me. So I think a huge piece of the feminine is like, or anyone, but especially women is like, get out of your own way and trust yourself, you know, like find safety in your body, find safety in, in your business in your voice in your mission in your message and show up to that every day. It doesn't really matter to me. I don't think it matters like what ritual you do, what song you listen to or anything. I do love dancing though. That is like a real activator for me. Um, find your thing but ultimately behind that is like you just have to fucking trust why you are here what you are doing and then the more and more you show up for that vision and that mission the easier it will be to just drop in and for you to just create and for you to just be in this state of turn on because you're not looking at anyone else you're not bothered about what anyone else is doing it's like blinkers on baby like you're in your lane and you're so alive to what wants to come through so for any woman who's listening and is so deeply yearning and wanting that aliveness like that full body aliveness that soul quenching in love with their mission in love with their work in love with their process but isn't tapped into that energy yet or isn't in that full trust there's still that gap in between where she is now in that full like you said the blinders on go mode in full trust and full surrender is there a certain archetype of eros that could help walk her through that threshold yeah i would say bring your wild woman on board she needs to have a sit down with you and like remind you of the power of your throat your howl your roar unhinge that jaw like let your message be heard and get used to like feeling this this wild power within you so i would say start with her wait till that feels really safe and embodied and like easy to access because with that energy for me it's kind of like this fuck it this like claim it and I'm doing like claw hands it's like for me it's like she just wants to go and lunge at what she wants and like rip it to shreds and like fuck it to shreds and like really claim her stake so because I feel like in at least in my journey and anyone who's kind of ever experienced a shred of the good girl there can be this like big swing to the other side and it's just like oh, I just want to kind of rebel and I want to go crazy and I want to do all the things that I didn't do before so I feel like the wild woman is quite like an easy in for so many women because of it's so opposite to how they have felt or were able to feel um, or express before then I would say in terms of bridging the gap between okay I feel like fierce and I've, I've, un I've unlocked my throat and I'm ready to like roar and share my message then I would kind of step into the, the slut energy, which is like, here I am. Like, take me or leave me. I don't need to perform for you. Like, this is me in my power. This is my price. I fucking know what I'm good at. And I'm, I'm all about the exchange. I'm not going to do shit for free. Like, this is my price. Like, she's so, she knows what she's worth. And she, 
Um, she loves what she does. So I think especially for women who've kind of like sold themselves short or I used to work in corporate and, you know, you're kind of like you show up to work every day or do a nine to five and you're like, oh my God, I hate my job, but like I have to pay the bills, blah, blah, blah. The slut is such a different energy. It's like, you know, bringing in the sacred whore who's all about using her body and her eros and her pleasure for money. But she gets to make the shots and everybody benefits. So it's an equal exchange. She's not being taken advantage of, nor is the other person. When it's a healthy embodiment, it's like everybody wins. Then I would say from that place, I love bringing in the seductress because it's more of a lean back and receive energy. So it's like, you know, you've, you've got your fierceness, you've got your voice, you've got your message. You're standing in that place of unapologetic self-expression then you lean back and receive it's like you open you're like I want something that you have you want something that I have and you lean back and it's like you draw people into that dark void you're like the your the your um your experienced at being in that dark place so like you know everybody ha- loves to hate the void but it's like the void's fucking it's part of the cycle like we have to be familiar with the with the death rebirth process so for me the seductress is like getting really comfortable in that void space and trusting by leaning back and having mastered all of that you know not mastered I hate to say that but having had experience of the embodiment of um and felt experience of of the other archetypes and her own powers and gifts the seductress is like yeah she really lures people in not in a you know dangle the bait kind of way but in a really seductive sacred way i call it the sacred tease you know not really giving everything away that like the slut does like the whore does but it's more of like a a lean back and and receive so there's i love bringing them in to business because the archetypes are so relevant to every aspect of our life like general life love life you know sex life business leadership all of it there's so many different flavors and threads and energies that we can learn and and embody and feel through our our continual curiosity and working of them and bringing them into our consciousness every day Mm, that was so juicy thank you for that there's like so many layers and when I think of the seductress I think of a woman that's turning herself on to life she's alive through her senses and then through her senses being woken up she's luring life in through her aliveness in what ways has eros been most misunderstood i think just generally in the fact that people just think eros is sex Mm. sexual energy you know, it's, it's life force. And I think people can, you know, box it in and throw it in the bin too quick rather than understanding, like, it's deeper than that. You know, it's, it's much more, it's a much richer thing to experience if you take sex out of the equation and just think of it as like your life force energy. And I mean, I think like, yeah, the word erotic is such also a sexy word, you know, but when you break it down, it's like, it's just, you know, the erotic feminine, it's like a feminine alive with life force, you know, life force that happens to be cultivated from her sex. Yes. 
but that doesn't mean that she's just about sex. It's like she's, she is a woman fully in her energy. So obviously she becomes magnetic. She is turned on. She is desirable. She has desires from that place because she's an alive woman. And without life force, without eros, you feel flat, you feel lackluster, you lack motivation, you lack inspiration, you are like creatively dead. You know, I've been there, it sucks. <laughs> so it's like, it's not like, oh, I need to go and self pleasure more. It's not like, oh, I need to yoni gaze more. Those are great tools. But I think it's so much more than that. Look outside of, of just sex when you think about eros or, or not feeling eros. It's like, who are the people in your life? What are your habits? Who do you surround? What are the conversations that you're having? Because all of that around you affects your eros. It's not just who you're fucking, if you're fucking anyone, how you're fucking. You know, it's not about that. So I think just kind of like opening the lens on that a little bit, because that can give a lot of people a bit more of like a sigh of relief. Like, oh, it's not just about that. Like, okay, I can maybe access it a bit more. Like, I can enter into that conversation a bit more if sex feels like a bit of a triggering thing, or if, oh, I don't have a partner, or XYZ. It's like, no, babe, like, step back. Like, there's so many more things around that that you can play with to start turning on that erotic aliveness. It doesn't have to just be pussy focused. Right. Well, and then we can miss all of the gray area in between that too. Kind of what we were saying before of it's important to be anchored in those more innocent expressions to be able to explore the darker ones. And and maybe this will lead into another archetype that we could talk about, which is for a lot of women, an archetypal journey would be that having the very restricted, coiled, virginal frigid kind of like closed off sexual energy maybe having a very restrictive mother or society where not in touch with their own eros their own libido at all so it's like they're just very like frigid to the world and then she learns to churn her own sexual energy and not have it so just coiled and stuck at the base where it's not moving up the body at all but it's also not like moving up so quick that she's out of control of it maybe that could be another expression of the sacred slut when she hasn't learned to work with her energy is all of that energy just rushes up but she can also be taken advantage of if she's just too open would you say that when that energy does start to rise and she starts to work with it, churn it, cultivate it, not be lost to her primal instincts, she can feel her primal instincts, but she doesn't act on them. She That's not the thing that she's moving from. Would you say that that would bring us into the tantric archetype? So just... To stay on the slot for a bit more, I feel like that the kind of what you described is usually our by our I say you know like say adolescent girls um, first experience of the slot is like this rush of hormones, this rush of erotic energy, and we don't really know what to do with it. And all we want to do when we're little is grow up, have boyfriends, <laughs> have pleasure, have boobs have all the experiences, have sex, like even though we don't really understand what those things mean, we grow ourselves up, I'm being generalizing, but we tend to grow ourselves up really fast because we're chasing like 
what we believe the slut represents, aka like a woman who's having sex, a woman who's in a physically like fertile body, you know, with like hips and boobs and everything. But but because we're so young and still in our, you know, erotic immaturity, we can be taken advantage of, we can put ourselves in silly situations. It's not as easy for us to make decisions that have our best interests at heart. So I feel like where there's a lot of untangling of shame around the slut, you know, in an adult woman is our initial experiences of her maybe carry a bit of shame or have been a bit, you know, maybe there was some trauma or... So there is a lot of baggage, you know, in in our early years to maybe unravel and be really gentle with when we start to explore the slut and remember what that initial rush of erotic energy felt like. Because in a healthy and true embodiment of the slut, she knows her boundaries. She stands up for her sexual sovereignty. She does not dishonor her body. She does not disrespect her body. Like she enters into the exchanges with consciousness, with a full body, yes. If she doesn't, you'll know that, you know, if you have any kind of shame hangover after a sexual exchange, thinking that you've been embodying your slut, that's something, that's like a little red flag to be like, oof, maybe there was a little boundary that you overstepped there. So what can you maybe like learn or learn about that experience or take a little trip back with your inner child and be like, ooh, is there something is there something tender there that wants to be looked after so that when I come to express my slut or my unapologetic sexual desires it's definitely rooted in sovereignty and in a full body yes and rewind like previous to like the explorations of us like we have our, our central maiden and I feel like this because we want to grow up so fast we really rush through our, our erotic innocence and for me that's what the central maiden is and I feel like for so many of us it's usually one of the most powerful weeks when I do it in my program and I start with it and you know oftentimes people come in they're like I'm hungry for all the juicy ones and they're like oh central maiden and then when we get into it they're like oh my god I'm, I'm so glad we started here because there's so much tending to younger self that we need to do before we get into the the other archetypes because it all starts in our youth it all starts in our childhood it all starts with those early memories and early decisions taking time to really be with with your erotic innocence and give yourself maybe what you weren't able to receive or kind of you know find ways to honor yourself or repair anything that might need a little bit more love before you move on I think is is so necessary and like I believe is the real foundation to any anything you know we have to take a step backwards and really start at the beginning and let that take as long as it needs you know again going back to like we can't force the feminine there's no timelines there's no expectations take as long as it needs and keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back to it I love that I love that and yeah there's so much untapped wisdom actually in our in our maiden and and healing there. So I love that you brought it back to that. Why do you feel like there is such a deep connection between the sacred slut archetype and business and passion and mission? Yeah, I... It's like the this unapologetic expression and for me, that's that's who the slut is. It's like you're unapologetically claiming 
desire, you know, you said it, passion, you are prioritizing pleasure, you are not afraid of profit, you have a healthy relationship with money, you know, when when the slut is kind of taken into like the workspace and she becomes the whore. But there's also this really beautiful energy I feel with the healthy embodiment of the slut that feels really playful because she's just like, I'm just in my body and I'm feeling fucking sexy and like I want to share my body with other people and I'm not embarrassed about who or how many people I want to sleep with or if, if, if it even is sleeping with anyone. It's just really being in that permission of of sexual energy so even if like take sex out of it you're in creative energy you're in permission so it's like how do you want to channel that what do you want to create you know what what kind of money do you want to make what kind of offerings do you want to have and it's like for me she feels like this real yes woman when I when I feel into my slut it's like it's so juicy and it's almost you know when when you're really dropped in and you're in 100% alignment and in your sovereignty, it's just really fun because it's like the, it's like limitless opportunities, limitless possibilities, and ultimately you get to decide yes or no, you know, and when you're in that, that, um, that state, it's really interesting to see you know, the types of people or opportunities that come into your field and you get to be the one when you're rooted in your body to be like yes or no. And in the unhealthy expression or in in a shadow expression is like, I call it like the desperate whore who will do anything for money, who will sell herself short, who will like do all the free offerings, but like at the end of the day, she's burnt out and she feels shit about herself. So feeling into where you may slip into maybe some shadow expressions because the slut, she fucking knows her worth. She knows when she's like dropped into and tapped into her erotic current and her erotic channel, like she's fucking on fire. Like she's fire. Everyone wants her. And ultimately she gets to decide who who she bets, who she says yes to. So for me, that's how it relates to business because she's like the CEO. She doesn't have a boss. You know, she's the one on the street corner. She's the one who's at the party, who's like, yeah, like you're coming with me. She's in control. So for me, it's like, that's fucking sexy and so badass. Like she's my, she is my CEO. Like, I mean, all of them, I feel like I have a top table and they're all like there helping me run my biz. Um, but she's the one who's like the unapologetic expression. She is the real permission slip to be, do, say, feel, and just have fun with it. However you want to when you were talking ownership just came up so strong for me, like just such strong ownership of who you are, of how you express yourself, of how you move through the world. Everything's done like with that, with that backbone, you know? Yeah. Ooh, I love this so much. So, all right. Is there another archetype that you feel you're wanting to talk to you or that is coming through you right now? I feel like we sh- we should talk about the tantric queen just because we, we dropped it in before, but I feel like I want to talk about the seductress more because I feel like she is, especially in this like world of social media, 
where we feel like we have to reveal all of ourselves like do you remember like the facebook statuses where it was like oh i just had a sandwich and inside it was this and this and like everybody felt like they had to share everything about the minutiae of their lives there's very little left to the mystery and i feel like when we embody and get familiar with the seductress she really helps us remember we don't have to reveal all of ourselves so it's a very different energy for the slut who's like, here's all I, you know, this is, a, this is everything, you know, fully revealing herself from a really authentic, grounded place. The seductress is very different. You know, she withholds. There's always something of her people don't know. So for me, that feels really powerful. And I unconsciously work, you know, she's quite a strong appetite for me, especially on Instagram. Like, I barely show my face. <laughs> I never really do any lives or videos like I for me unintentionally I keep something of myself back I let my words do the talking I let my you know my writing speak but for some people they're much more there and you know not to compare or say one's better anyway but it's just understanding like how they manifest through you but I think there's something really powerful to be said and perhaps later on the seductress will have her moment hopefully when everybody kind of understands the sacredness of like keeping the feminine a bit of a mystery because I think a lot of what we see in the embodiment of like the slut or the energy of the slut is perform performance and the seductress is not about performing you know she there's I think of the seductress as like the burlesque performer where there's like there's always something covered at the end like she, she's never fully nude there's always like a nipple passy or a thong or a shoe there's always something some place that she keeps to herself and I think that's so powerful in a world where everybody feels like they have to know everything about everybody where you have to be really exposed in order to go viral or to get likes or whatever like there's really kind of this like one-upmanship I think there's a real mastery and a real sacredness and actually like leaning back and kind of actually letting yourself melt a little bit more into the shadows and into the darkness and inviting people to lean in and be like wait where are you wait where did she go and let people get curious about what you can offer or your um like your gifts or your body or whatever it is that you're playing with, let people want you, like let people miss you. Because I think mm -hmm. we can get so up in the head around like, oh, just speaking in like business again, like, oh, I need to show up every day. I need to write posts, blah, blah. Bring your seductress into the game. Be like, no, baby, like we get to sit back. Like we get to, we get to, it's a sacred tease. Like we get to invite them in. I get to rest in this delicious void and, you know, they will come, like they will come looking for me. I can give to them, but there's always something of me that I'm withholding. That to me feels really powerful, really delicious in a world that's just so about media. And, you know, how much can we know about every, everyone in, at any given moment? that there's very little privacy in this world anymore. And I think the seductress is a beautiful reminder of like, yeah, keeping something for yourself always. 
I feel so much refinement there. Yeah. You know, because anyone can show anything about themselves. Anyone can show the different parts of their life that they know get the views or whatever. But like to sit back in that void, in that womic space and be, what part of me do I want to show today? Maybe it's just a finger or what is like the equivalent of a finger, right? Like just like a tiny little bit, a tiny little glimmer and let that glimmer draw them in. And she knows that because through her refinement, she knows she doesn't have to show it all. She knows that that little glimmer is enough. Yeah. It's like that trust piece. It's really inviting women into that space of like, you're enough. Like you're enough, you're enough, you're enough. Like just trust in your body and your magic and your vision and whatever it is that you're playing with trust that that is enough and that people are always that you don't need their validation or their love but trust that people love you you don't have to do be or say anything to get anyone's approval or validation but the more and more you can rest back and in like that's your magic like that's your power the more you lean back the more people lean in Mm. Oh, I love that. That is like so nurturing for the feminine heart, right? To just be like, whew, that's, it's that permission slip. Yeah. And I I think that the seductress is a really misunderstood archetype you know not that there's like a level that we go through or or any kind of hierarchy but you said it it's a beautiful word there is more of a refinement I feel with this seductress because it how she often manifests is manipulating and that's often what people associate with seduction or the seductress is like no we're not making anyone do anything they don't want to do we are inviting them in And I think that's a very different energy in a world. It's totally different. The seductress might like whatever glimmer that she shows of herself, maybe it's a shoulder, maybe it's an arm, but it's like even that, just that tiny little physical expression, she's connected to that. That that beauty turns her on. That is like her essence that is being shown to the world just maybe in the smallest place and coming from that place is so much different than let me try to twist this situation around to serve me that's manipulation but I feel like at her core the seductress isn't a manipulator at all and I feel with her too it's like this really powerful invitation for the collective to get comfortable with being in the dark You know, whereas I feel like this culture wants to like bring her up into the light so we can see all of her. She's like, no, you come down to me. Like you get comfortable in my realm. Not to get too like binary with light or dark, but there is obviously, you know, this preference and this familiarity with the light. It's just how it is. So I feel like I trust that the seductress will have her moment in time when as we all are, we're going through a lot of a lot of shifts. We're getting a lot more familiar with darkness than we have in a long time. That I think, yeah, when when more women kind of awaken to being more comfortable in their own darkness, the the seductress activations will will happen. For now, like I'm so happy and loving that the slut's having her moment, and women are finally taking up space and 
letting the fullness of their energy and their radiance and their power be felt in this world. I'm so happy to witness that and to feel that. And long may that last. You know, I'm not just saying like one can only happen at a time. Absolutely not. But I'm excited also to yeah to see when when the seductress will start to yeah swim out from the the depths. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be like a 1920s like revival, but like in its own kind of way. You know, we're gonna be pulling out like the velvet dresses. (laughs) I feel like things will get really quiet as Mm. well. You know, it'll be less noise. It's going to get a little smoky. Let's show. Yeah. It's going to be more intentional. And more yeah. like behind the veil. Maybe we'll honor the veil a little bit more and what happens mm-hmm. behind the veil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at your table of your, of your archetypes, your, when you're, you and your women are convening, <laughs> who are the main players there? I would say my key babes are the wild woman, the slut, and yeah, the seductress. They are my, they are my my go tos, un unintentionally. I'm definitely still working with being in the subtle more. You know, I do really find it easier to be in the in the dark. So for me. Uh, it's a daily practice to slow down and to really be in my innocence and to to have more of a connection to yeah the more subtle also to say like you and I have in this conversation for anybody listening like we're still on this journey like we're still doing the work oh yeah it's so fun to you know when every time I take women through the erotic feminine I'm like I get to go through it again and I get to meet the archetypes intentionally and, and do the practices with them and there's always more that I learn and I believe that we have a natural leaning towards some over others and a natural preference maybe and I think it's really important to, to lean into the resistances or to lean into the bits that feel like ugh is like boring or this is whatever it however that may be or this is like too edgy or this is like too triggering I really would invite you to like be brave and step into those places that maybe feel a bit more uncomfortable because you'll unearth so many beautiful gems that if you just stay curious and I know that's what I said right at the beginning like if you stay curious and keep practicing and keep showing up for yourself every day you're just going to become a more and more powerful woman like every day that you just trust you're fucking worth it. You're enough. You have everything in you. You have so much power and gifts available to you that you don't need anyone else to give you. Like it's, you already have it. It's just about like opening yourself up to receive it and to feel it and to play with it and dance with it and be silly with it and let it like shake you from the inside out. Mm. and permission to find your own way with it too that's the joy of this is that we get to be practitioners of these arts and every day we get to practice if we're not enjoying the art that we're creating like through our body through our energy we create as art too what are we even doing it for (laughs) what is it even about all right at that table where with your wild woman and your seductress and your sacred slut 
Or even just slut. I don't know. Like, do we even need to put the sacred in front of it? Sometimes I'm like, is that just, are we saying that to make her a little bit more appropriate? (laughs) Yeah. I was joking in the group the other day. I was like, we fucking love to put sacred in front of everything. It's, I, mean, like, it's I know. Buzzword, like sacred womb, sacred feminine, sacred slut, sacred. I'm like, mate, it could just be the word. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And maybe we're trying to do that to like take the edge off yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I totally <laughs> agree. The slut. We'll just call her that. That's what she is. I, I started saying it. I'm like, I think she just wants to be called a slut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, but what if like, then your little Tantrika was sitting there and she had the word or two or maybe just like a core piece to add in at your table, at your round table, what would she remind you of? What does she not want you to ever forget? That your your sex is, is divine. Your erotic spirit is the reason that you are here. And to me, actually, the Tantric Queen is the embodiment and integration of all the other archetypes. Full permission that everything, all expressions, all desires are, that word again, sacred, are divine, are holy. Because everything is divine. Everything is holy. And she really, it's like this beautiful zoom out, I think, when we work also with the Tantric Queen. It's like, you are just in connection to that which is greater than you. You know, you're in union with something greater than you always. Whereas, you know, the other architects are beautifully, you know, they, they really anchor us into our body and into our pleasure bodies. The tantric queen's kind of like, like a little zoom out. And it's like, yeah, we can get so lost in like the desire and the primal and that's beautiful. But it's like, and it there's also like the divine aspect. There's also like the magical aspect, like, the untangible, the intangible, erotic that we can play with as well. So, yeah, for me, she's just like this beautiful reminder of like, you know, don't forget to speak to spirit. Don't forget to look up. Don't forget to pray while you're fucking or while you're masturbating. You know, it's just like both and. It's like it gets to be dirty and and rough and raw and it gets to be divine and like sacred and ritualistic. It's like we don't have to ever pick. It's both and. It's like it can be all of it at the same time. So for me, that's like her beautiful reminder and that's kind of why I always work with her last because I feel like she is yeah, an integration of all of them and is really powerful in her own way. I also sometimes work with her in, in a different expression through the sex witch, you know, working with, with our eros and, and magic and like manifestation and bringing our, you know, that creative current into play with, mm. with the, you know, the universal powers around us. So again, you know, the words that we've been speaking, or the names we've been calling the archetypes, like those are just what I call them. Maybe the what you would call them as well. Like I always invite people to find the words, the names that resonate with them, because that's the way that you're going to feel them truly. That's the way that they're going to come alive within you. So don't just take my naming of them. Find out, like do do the body research, like you know, do your own investigation. Stay curious. Have fun. Play with yourself and feel what feels true. Don't just take any of this from me yeah that's how it's gonna land the most powerfully is if you remember that you're your own guide 
through any of through all of this archetypal work through any anything in life just trust your body your intuition more than anything else because that's always right Mm, yes I love that reminder you have we have everything we need to guide ourselves through this to guide ourselves through these initiations and these embodiments like it's all here like what you were saying it's all here Mm -hmm. yeah and that's why I never feel like anyone if anybody steps into a, a course of mine it's not like okay I can give you a workbook on on the wild woman that I've written with journal prompts and practices and everything but I'm like you can fucking throw that in the bin like I just want you to say yes to your wild woman and see what comes through because that's what you need like that's what you want and I believe that we all have these imprints and these archetypal blueprints it's just about like awakening them it's not like learning them. It's unlearning all the shit that's in the way. It's about like giving them the space and the time to breathe. And like, yeah, like I said before, like shake you up from the inside out. Like they're already there. And they're not just these five. Like there's so many other ones. You can fucking make up your own archetypes. And there's always someone who'd be like, yeah, I feel like that too. And that's why it gets to be really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you want to mix two archetypes together and that be your your main your main woman you know just stay curious and and trust what feels alive because that's that's yeah as I said that's the most powerful thing beautiful beautiful uh well I have enjoyed this conversation so so much I think there's lots of gold and lots of like little nuggets and juiciness in here so thank you for bringing these archetypes to life through your own expression and embodiment of them and helping us remember just this like infinite flow of aliveness within ourselves that's just like here to be tapped into and to be played with and cultivated and nurtured and to just bring that life back to us that's what I feel we're really ready for like after this cycle that we're kind of coming out of now in the new astrological new year it's like okay full permission to tap into this aliveness and so thank you for for stewarding this expression in us um it was a pleasure Mm -hmm. having you here today and yeah it's been epic to talk about it i'm yeah we could have talked about it for hours and i feel like thank you so much for yeah having me on to open the doors to the erotic feminine it's so fucking juicy it's just so good <laughs> if anyone's taken anything from this conversation like just go and I always love making playlists I have like 101 playlists like if you want to tap into these archetypes from a super basic level if you don't know anything about them I would just say start getting really curious about like you know, what kind of music would my wild woman want to come alive to? Like, what kind of songs would my slut be slut dropping on the dance floor to? Like, you know, what songs would my tantric queen maybe want to have in her rituals? And, you know, it can be really easy to access or to at least like begin to access some of these for free. Oh, yeah. Um, Sometimes I feel like, you know, we need to have all the tools or all the things or the books. I'm like, you can just start super duper simple. Just set the intention, have the curiosity and yeah, give yourself permission for them to like come awake within you and yeah. I already feel it. They're already coming awake in me just through this conversation. I'm like, I feel like if we would have kept going, we would have started had to get up and start moving, like dancing <laughs> yeah. at some point. Like my body's on fire right now. <laughs> 
and just the power of music and of our bodies that it can totally drop us into a whole different energy in Mm -hmm. one second by choosing to turning on one song that wakes us up you know like it doesn't have to be an hour practice it can be just a little switch and we just allow 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 the energy to rise through us so thank you for this like beautiful reminder and permission slip and where can people find you if they want to explore this further you can find me on Instagram. That's my main channel uh, at Fiona Macos. And you could go to my website, fionamacos.com. Um, just come say hi. I'm super open to answering any questions. I have a course called The Erotic Feminine, which is just run live, which will run again live um, maybe later this year or for sure next year. And I actually have a mistress mind called Turned On which is all about kind of anchoring in body-based and eros-based energy into your feminine leadership and business through obviously bringing in the erotic archetypes as well Um, because this is like the game changer for me I feel like is bringing this these conversations to to more and more tables around the world yeah we've had this conversation for what like an hour and we're both like so lit up like oh, imagine yeah. everybody was doing this and everybody was just reminding each other of our of the power that we have um inside so those are kind of the conversations that i want to have in the spaces that i hold so if you want to be activated then come on in Woo! <laughs> what i love about it is that there's something about the archetypal language that it just reaches you to the feminine people who are more like feminine led predominantly in that energy. It reaches us in a way that other teachings or other explanations can't because it like speaks to this very primal innate like knowing within ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a blueprint. It's like a remembering. It's a remembering that we didn't know we had until we heard the name or the or the call. And then it makes you hungry. And then it has its way to reach beyond the logic mind into the subconscious, into the body, because it speaks so much through metaphor. And it's not just that linear rigidity, like what we were saying at the beginning of the call. So it's super powerful to actually reach us and transform us on a deep level. So thank you for this work that you're bringing into the world. It is so beautiful, so needed, and so just, we're ready for it, you know, we're ready for it. It's the next step of our evolution. Juicy, erotic alignment. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, babe. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, God. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ruby Ray. I am your host, Jacqueline Norton, and I'll see you next time.